Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering The White Lotus, Season 2, Episode 7. Arrivederci! I am Mr. Cell, a high school science teacher, watching The White Lotus for the first time. Well, Season 2 for the first time. I did rewatch Season 1 leading up to Season 2, and we covered it on this very podcast. You should check it out. But I am here with my co-host and former student who was also watching this for the first time. His name is Kurt, and I have a question for you, Kurt. Oh, of course. Do you have my karmic payment? I've yet to Jeez. receive it. Oh, man. I mean, that's a lot of dough, Mr. Sal. That's Boy, a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I... I think it's more than just a karmic payment at that point. <laughs> and why is it to you? Why is my karmic payment to you? It's like a for... charity or something. You got to do your dharma if you want to get your karma. <laughs> You're just saying lines. <laughs> no, that's not you a know. line, though. You told me that. I, I know, but you, you didn't answer the question. You just said, you got to do your dharma. That's why. That's the answer to I the know. question. <laughs> Are you insinuating that you, my dharma is the pay you? <laughs> Correct, yes. All right. A set of rules to live by. Pay yeah. Mr. Sal. Yes, I, okay. I agree. Okay. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Oh, so good then. Kurt, did you watch this episode? I did. I did. Okay. Oh, well, I think that may, you may be baiting me down here as we try to de- de- devise, de- not devise, try to derive what we thought about this. <laughs> Those are not good words. We're going to try to guess each other's ratings. That's a good word for it, yes. Rating. Kurt. Yes. You were right about Lucia. She was playing Albie. Like a schoolboy fiddle. Haven't that's heard that a, that's in a good while. One. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> that's a Kurt line if ever that's I've a good heard line. one. I haven't heard it in a while, though. I had to shoe hammer it in there. Okay. That's another Kurt line, by the way. Want to see your own lines? or My lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take it all my lines. I, what am I going to say, Mr. Sal? You said everything I was going to say. Okay, congratulations, by the way. <laughs> there's, there's, another, there's another Kurt line. <laughs> Okay, uh, so this is this is turning into a show hider, show hoppers insiders podcast as opposed yeah. to wait, let us out of energy. Okay, uh, but you were right about Lucia, and you like being right. I think that you're very happy to see that. Uh, I think, I think you kind of loved the shootout. The Tanya shootout. Um, I think you kind of loved that. Uh, I think you're probably a little disappointed with the sidelining of the DeGrassos in this episode uh, because they definitely got sidelined. Um, I think you were okay with the Jack and Marcia stuff. Uh, I think that was that was fine. The Tanya stuff, other than the shootout, I think you liked that maybe as much as the shootout. Uh, the the two couples I think you're enamored with. So I that I think you you may have given it a ten, but I'm worried about the sidelining of the Degrassos that pulling it down for you. And I think it probably does. I think you gave it a nine. All right. As for you, Mister Sal, I mean, I think you like the young couples thing, what they did with Daphne and Ethan. Now there's another quasi question: Did they cheat? You know, I'm sure you can come to those conclusions. You liked what happened in the Tanya. Her demise, I think you felt was fitting. Portia, I think, you know, with the Jack stuff, I think that kept you on the edge of your seat. Hmm. Lucia and Mia, I think you enjoyed their scenes. And the DeGrassos, I mean, I think you're okay with what happened with Dom. 
Maybe you're mildly annoyed by Burr, and LB was somewhat satisfied. I think you gave this a 10. Okay. Well, Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that you couldn't be more correct. So uh, that <laughs> I, I did give this a 10. I, I, I recognize the sidelining of the DeGrasso's. I am okay with it because I got what I needed out of Dominic. I got what I needed out of Aldi. Bert was whatever. He's like, my favorite character, growth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Bert came here with the one thought, left at the same thought, went, yep, I'm Bert. <laughs> yeah, I think he subbed it up. I think he subbed it up in the last dinner speech. <laughs> they have an Achilles weakness. By the way, we, we should have probably led with this. The, the, the White Lotus Season 2 has been nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best uh, Anthology or Limited Series. So that's exciting. Uh, but only, only three acting nominations, and the only actor was Bert. F. Murray Abraham got nominated. Two actresses, uh, Aubrey Plaza, who's Harper, and Jennifer Coolidge, who's Tanya, but only Bert, which I, he is definitely not. I, I the highlight from the uh, the male side of this show yeah. for me, so. and, but easily top three. Uh, no, you know I think Elby, <laughs> I think Ethan, I think Cameron, I think Bert. Uh, I well, that's four. <laughs> so, that's not top three. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So congratulations to the White Lotus season two for the Golden Globe nominations. But uh, so I, I, whatever, I was not, I didn't really care about Bert to begin with. He didn't do much in this episode, and that's fine. He didn't do much the whole season. Um, I loved the the Tanya stuff. Thought it was great. I thought it, it maybe got. I thought the shootout maybe got a little melodramatic, like a little over the top there. Uh, it, it really like the White Lotus has never felt like. Uh, I don't know, like a, a crime series to me, but it kind of did for a few minutes during Tanya's shootout there. So, or even, I guess from the time Niccolo got on the boat, it kind of felt like a, a crime series to me, but it was compensated for by the fact that she won the shootout and then died anyway, <laughs> which I, I mean, I'm laughing. It's not funny. I'm, I shouldn't laugh, but it, it it's was, made to be funny. I think I mean, it was a very fitting end for it's Tanya. A Tanya end. I, it was a, definitely a Tanya ending. So, um, so that was, that was good stuff. Um, the Ethan Harper, Cameron Daphne stuff. I could not have been happier with. I, it was exactly what I, what I, what I wanted and didn't know I wanted. Okay. Uh, the uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the episode on the not the episode the scene from That's Amore, uh, the opera night stuff, all that Palermo opera night stuff with Quentin taking Tanya to the opera and just seeming so sad <laughs> and and talking to her about that cowboy who would still do anything for, and again just seeming really sad like. You know, he knows thinking about that whole episode in the context of he knows that he's going to uh, not kill Tanya himself, but plot to kill Tanya. He and Jack, who's taking Portia out, knows that he's going to get her out of the way so that Quentin can do his stuff and kill Tanya. That episode takes on a whole new meaning to me. Yeah, oh, certainly. Rewatching this season. Yeah, I think it will definitely make you look... and honestly, that was my favorite episode coming into this episode. Mm-hmm. 
and now I appreciate that episode even more. So I, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, I think I personally ha- am of the opinion that Ethan and Daphne did something with each other mm-hmm. when they went for that walk. I love that they didn't tell us. And I love the idea that that may have happened. I'm glad they took a page out of my book. I'm yeah, glad they, they heard our coverage. <laughs> yeah. And they went, you know, that's a good idea. So let's do that with let's do that with Cameron and Harper. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, this is pretty good. Let's do it with Daphne and Ethan too. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I love it. Um <laughs> the Valentina and Mia and Lucia stuff were that was all good. It was solid, fine. I, I didn't think it was like over the top amazing, but it was very solid. Um the, <laughs> the the White Lotus, uh, like I said, has not been known for its like crime novel, pulpy, vast and insidious conspiracy aspects. But uh, I did think that that shootout actually worked. So uh, anyway, that, that's that's my take on this episode. I, I did love it. Uh, I don't know that it's my favorite episode of the season, but I do love it. Okay. And so for me, you think I gave it a nine? I do only because the, the Degrassos got sidelined, and I think you like the Degrassos a lot. Mr. Sal, this is my favorite episode of the oh, season. Oh. I love this episode. I love it. <laughs> I've researched. I'm sad they sidelined Bert. I expected yeah. so much from him. But <laughs> no, my expectations. <laughs> I think, like, after, after the last episode, I was like, there's no way anything's changing with Burr. Like they haven't even. And if they do, I'll, I might be angry if he just changes in the very last episode. Look, if he if he came to dinner, which you know what, guys, maybe 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 there's more to life than just like gawking at women. I might be a little angry over that because I'm like, well, why is he changing? Like I don't want him just to randomly change. But anyway, that is fine. Yeah. no. I, I there are so many scenes like I. I love like almost everything in it. Like everything's done so well to me. Yeah. The portion Jack stuff, the portion Jack writing, that's great. The couple stuff, I love it. Like I, I like that Harper gives a bit, right? So she says, mm-hmm. "What's either the complete truth or she's just giving a bit of what happened." And because, um, I forgot to note this the episode prior, but Ethan's correct that. Oh, well, I think there's like a 14 minutes ago is when he got the text, or 12 minutes ago. Oh, is that what it said? I didn't. Yeah, know. it said that for the text, like there, there was a time elapsement, so there is time missing. Right, right. And so then he does question her on it, and she goes, "Oh, well, we got lost on the way back and stuff." And that's kind of like, "Oh, you got lost." <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I think. That Ethan and Daphne did something, but you know what? I think Cameron and Harper did something too. So uh-huh. I think they both cheated. <laughs> oh man! And so you don't think there's any chance that Harper is making even this up? No, I think she yeah. definitely. I, yeah, I, I agree, and and the reason I agree is because he clearly knows her tell when she's lying. And it's it's almost impossible if you don't know what the tell is, and he didn't tell her what her tell is. Uh-huh. It's almost impossible to fake your own tell uh-huh. unless somebody has told you what your tell is. So, <laughs> which is a lot of the word tell or some variation on it. But anyway, like the tell, yes, the tell. <laughs> Only murders in the building, folks. Check it out. Okay. The and the, well, listen, the, it's a great job of you. 
because even last episode we were knocking on Ethan. Come on, Ethan Harper didn't do anything. Right? You're <laughs> you're you're seeming like a jerk here, right? You're you're being hypocritical. And even this episode, it's even that's like mm-hmm. I didn't even, in my notes somewhere here. I wrote down like Ethan's acting hypocritical, <laughs> kind right. of right. But he was right. Yeah, <laughs> he was right. So I don't know. Maybe he was still being hypocritical, but I, I guess he was right. Yeah, up to a certain degree. Then, but he thinks beyond that. I don't know. I, I think I, I think I'll agree with him on it. That aside, though, so the couples are like, um, I love the ending for the locals, Mia and Lucia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem like the real winners in this whole situation. They definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great ending with how they show them. Uh, I think it's great how they end the LB Lucia storyline. Just a simple walkout's all you need, right? They don't need to yep. talk or anything. Just says it all. Yep. Uh, Portia and I'll be talking back. That was good. I like um, that. Especially, yeah, especially with Porsche's headspace in that, and yeah. oh, Tanya's scene. I loved, I loved that scene as well. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't have um, I don't have a complaint with the episode. Like, I love yeah, the I ending know. to the season, and yeah, that was very good. I think I like it more than season one. Than really? Season one. Okay. Yeah. I, I had have to think long and hard about that. I, I, my knee jerk is you know it's the recency bias. I feel like kicks in here, and I want to see yeah. season two, but I. I don't know. I didn't really have to think about that. Here's the thing about season one that did get me is that the death in season one of Armand mm-hmm. is kind of forced. Like it's not like do you know what I mean by that? Like is that a fair statement to say or no? So I, I get I, I get I get what leads him to come to the hotel room and sneak in and do all that stuff. Like that makes all sense, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, Shane walking around with a knife and then you know, stabs Armand back. It to me is I like what they did here more with in terms of the death, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a conspiracy that 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 you can, you can see coming a bit for a few, you know, at least the last episode, and it's in the telling, and it makes sense. And oh my goodness, yeah, Greg mm-hmm. in the prenup they brought that up earlier in the season. There's you know these things, these cogwheels in your head of this conspiracy, and you know were they even going to kill Tanya? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But we don't that for a hundred percent sure. Like, well, uh, listen, I I thought about that, and I was like, <laughs> may, you know, maybe. But what Jack says is pretty. It's, it's Jack that gives it away. Yeah. Like, uh, that's that's what it is. It's not the fact that Nicolo had duct tape and a rope and a gun in his bag. We never know. I mean, who knows? Maybe the, he always has the gun. Yeah, right? and duct tape is always true. very useful. Rope, mm-hmm. utility ropes, useful too, and especially when you're garbage in, bags you know, driving around in a little dinghy. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, it's not that that gives it away. It's Jack that gives it away, and I'm so glad that they had Jack give it away, so that we don't like feel like did Tiny like, just kill a bunch of people for nothing? <laughs> right. So that, I I did wonder that for a right moment. Yeah. So I so I don't, I don't think it's that, but. No, that's true. Did you watch the interview with Mike White at the end? I did. I did watch that. Mike White, the creator of the show, did did an interview afterwards. So a lot of what we kind of believe, I wonder how much of it is because Mike White said it, like the fact that Ethan and Daphne, you know, did may have done something. I do love that. I mean, he was very open with the idea that a lot of these storylines are left intentionally open you know what i mean like like interpret it how you how you want did did ethan and daphne do something maybe is portia gonna go to the authorities maybe you know so (laughs) who knows it's very good it's a very good ending for how open it is yeah that's for sure yeah i wonder if there will be any carryover into season three from this i have i have a theory 
Okay. I'm assuming you have the same. Do you want me to say my guess? <laughs> the the Greg is the connective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious one, right? <laughs> that he gets the money, and now he's like the new Tanya. I mean, yeah, not, yeah. you know. But... I mean, yeah. The the you know they, there were two carryovers from season one. It was just Tanya and Greg, and and Greg's still alive, and Tanya's not. So yeah. So I, I think know. Greg. I think Greg's the carryover. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I I. I... I would like it if it is. I mean, it would um, it'd be cool now because now there's kind of this, like this blood money trail thing, right? Like, right. And Greg's kind of really shady now. Like he just killed his, or is plotting to kill his former wife, and maybe you could say tripped into success. I don't know how you want to put it, but he got it, and mm-hmm. then literally has it. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, very dark undertones then. <laughs> It would be, I, I you know, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. I need a carryover because it, this is an anthology series. You know, Mike White talked about uh, for those of you who didn't see the interview, he said you know season one was about money, season two is about sex, and he he views season three as potentially being about death and Eastern religion. So I don't know. I don't you think know. Greg doesn't have a world in there. He, he's got death in his life. Well, he certainly does. I mean, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I don't know. It's, well, it's Eastern versus Western religion or Western people in an Eastern culture. There you go. That's Well, that's, yeah, there's definitely going to be. Yeah. Uh, so that's what if I had to guess is that it would be people clashing with the, a more local religion. Because, you know, it's the White Lotus. It's got to be tourists, right? Yes. So. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, you're gonna have like a culture clash. You had that in season one. You had it in season two, and that's, I think, part of what the that's part of the fabric of the White Lotus universe. And I think it should should remain that way. Uh, it is interesting, you know, how they in season one they dealt so much with, uh, you know, stomping on employees, you know, the people you step on to get whatever money, power, um, position, whatever. Um, versus in season two. It was it was less about there. Were, I felt like there was less interaction with local people in season two. I agree. Oh, except the work staff didn't really. It was never really a story about the work staff with um, the tourists, right? Like, well, yeah. no, was a notable interaction. I can't. I mean, besides them coming to Valentina at the desk, yeah, nothing, right? Like, there's, there's, right, and it, and it the was other... locals with the work staff, and then. The locals with the tourists, so yeah, but really only yeah, and and that only lasted the first three episodes. After that, you know, Mia was kind of doing her own thing with yeah. other with other locals, and Valentina was, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Lucia had just just Albi, but yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, th- there's a lot. Of, there are a lot of places they can go with this. I'm in- I'm interested to see if they do bring Greg back for season three, and he is the connective character uh there doesn't have to be a connected connect uh, connective character in an anthology series though is what I, I guess that's my point i agree no I, I agree with that point yeah i agree with that but if they did bring someone back i think uh i think that'd be an interesting character too i guess another one is you know if we'll go down the tanya route of didn't really get any development <laughs> the one before <laughs> like in season one Tony doesn't change really at all. I mean, the only difference <laughs> is that she is Greg. So I, I guess I'll take that back. She, she's found someone. Yeah. Take that as you will. I mean, her yeah. future, you know, potential conspirator. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, if you watch someone who hasn't really changed, <laughs> I think you know who I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. We bring him back in, Bert, <laughs> round two. <laughs> this time, he's going alone to Siberia. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I tell you, like, the, the one... If I'm if I'm thinking about like a Tanya type character, someone who like kind of lives a life of leisure, right? That they've got the money, and they are, you know, they they like to spend it and they like to travel around and do stuff. Like, I think probably the the closest thing to that left now is like Cameron and Daphne, and I'd I'd be down with that. I'd I'd, I'd love to see more of them. Yeah, they brought back a couple. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know if I want them to bring back like a. Well, no, that's fine. I mean, they brought back Craig and Tony as a couple. So, yeah. If he's going to focus on religion, though, I mean, it, is there a character that was religious at all? Like, I, 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 I don't know. Mia, I think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Mia and Giuseppe did, did it in yeah. the chapel. <laughs> Actually, I mean, Lucia is the only, like, probably demonstrated the, the most religious characteristics right because she she kept seeing the icons the martyrs around which by the way actually let me let me think about talk about that for a minute i what do you think of the payoff for the busts and the martyrs and the murdered matriarch on the island and the mrs the madam butterfly suicide all tricks all bait right (laughs) those baiting jerks yeah, I'm never looking at anything ever again in my life. <laughs> there are pineapple juice. Here. Oh, the pineapples too! Oh my god, they meant nothing. Yeah, nothing. The, yep, the Godfather stuff. It all meant nothing. Because I mean, the the busts. There wasn't a local girl who decapitated, who you know, killed a guy because he had a family back home. That that Tanya was married to Greg. I mean, she didn't kill Greg. She died herself. Uh, there wasn't, so that's the busts. The Godfather, uh, so the, the quote was in Sicily, women are more dangerous than machine guns, right? Oh, I guess that can. I, I, I guess, yeah, so I guess you know, Tanya was, was pretty dangerous, it <laughs> turned out at the end there. Uh, but so maybe that a little bit, but the, the citrus part of it didn't pay off. Um, I mean, I'm sure at some point in the season, Tanya ate citrus. I mean, she did drink the pineapple mimosa, actually. But, but anyway, uh, so there's that. The the martyrs, the the icons of the martyrs, Saint Lucy and Saint Sebastian, and so forth. Uh, nobody was really murdered for a cause for what they believed in. Um, well, they did believe in murder, I think. So, I mean, I guess. Quentin was kind of de- murdered uh, for his devotion to Greg in some way. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't really call it a martyr. Nah, yeah. me neither. Uh, and the lady being thrown off the. <laughs> Is this a discussion people have and people like, was that a martyr? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, I, let's get each other's favorite scenes. Okay. I, I think. You know, I think there's a chance that you like the shootout the best. I think there's a chance that you like the the, the last scene at the airport. Uh, or, I guess that's not technically the last. The last scene is the Chia and Mia kind of traipsing around. But so I think that uh, there's a chance of both of those things: the airport scene and the shootout scene. But I think, and you referenced it a couple times already. I think maybe the confrontation between. Ethan and Harper is your favorite scene where Ethan. Which one? 
the 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 first well not the first i guess the, the angry one. one where she reveals the, yeah where she reveals and he he keeps saying no you're lying no there's more like that one okay gotcha gotcha huh i think your favorite scene is lb demanding this karmic how, how do you, what Car- do you call it karmic 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 payment because to you lb's for the most part been our goodest character and you can, you know, you can see there's goodness in it. We can also see definitely selfish intentions in it. So I think, I think, I think you like that scene with him demanding Dominic to pay the fifty thousand, and they're kind of back and forth on it. Gotcha. Uh, that was definitely my favorite DeGrasso scene, but <laughs> not my favorite scene in the episode. Yeah, because worth the shot. It was worth the shot. Yeah. yeah, my my favorite scene was I I just adored the scene. And I don't know, man, there's something, there's something about Daphne that I just, I, I loved her character so much. And I thought, felt like she gave, they, they gave her so little to do, but every time they did, it was like pitch perfect. I loved her. So the scene with Daphne and Ethan talking on the beach was my favorite. Oh, that was a good one. Especially, yeah. especially when she, he, he breaks the news of, I think they cheated on us mm-hmm. and she she for a moment looks sad and kind of thinks for a bit and then you know goes on about you know hey let's Ex- go visit that island and yes yeah, don't, it, don't she, live like she, a victim or something along those what lines was, what was amazing about that to me was I, I felt like she showed all the emotions at the same time there was like disbelief and pain and dismissal and fear and anger and sadness and lust like all of it like you could almost see her simultaneously getting like dejected and turned on at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. I, it, it was it was incredible. I love that. Uh, and then she feeds him the same advice that she fed Harper like several times: do what you have to do to not feel like a victim. Yeah, come with me. Like uh, that. Oh my god! And then the fact that you don't really know the outcome of that makes it even sweeter to me. So uh, it's. You know, I, I we, she could gonna... arguably be like a devil on the shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, she, she's amazing. She was absolutely amazing. It, it, you know, when we get to uh, a recap next week, uh, w- one of the categories that we're going to talk about is our the most interesting character. And uh, man, if she had more screen time, she would easily be my most most interesting character. I don't know if I can justify giving it to her with the limited screen time she had, but my god. I just uh, I hung on her every word throughout this whole season. Very fair. Hmm. Well, Mr. Sal, you guessed a good scene. I definitely very much enjoyed that scene. It's probably mm. it's in contention, but I did choose the shootout scene. No, oh. I did. I did. I did take the chalk. I did like the shootout scene. I got. I got to be honest. It's a great scene. It's a really good scene. Cause I was. I was. Oh, it's time. And and because I know this is kind of you know, dare I say it, Mr. Sal. End game before <laughs> oh boy <laughs> before White Lotus or for Tanya yeah. like she's on this boat who she's not really she's not a she's not a I wouldn't see her as a killer but can she get out of the situation yeah and oh she did <laughs> <laughs> what what bait man what what bait as the the character wins the shootout <laughs> right They're, they they can basically escape they just gotta get into the boat and she. Kind of falls over by accident, bangs her head, and dies. Like, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, most of the characters, that'd be a very annoying way for them to go. But for Tanya, it makes sense. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a great Tanya death. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. 
Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and when you think about it, like, did the, the captain didn't jump off the boat, did he? I don't think so. The one guy like, did. No, the captain just yeah. ran back upstairs, I think. Right. Yeah. So, so like, she could have just gone kept the captain and, you know, radioed for help. Like she, she could have done that, and I, but I, I don't know if that would have been self defense or what. But, uh, but she could, she could have done that. But instead, you know, she decides to try to make a getaway on this dinghy, and oh boy, <laughs> man, oh, so good. Yeah, and was... I, I love it during the scene. I could hear the the captain running upstairs. Oh like, yeah, what the heck's that? So like, what's, what's going on here? Is yeah. someone going to flank her? Mm-hmm. No, just the captain. I I love that Quentin doesn't get to say anything. No, yeah, <laughs> she, and, and she and she asks him, you know, is Greg having an affair? Not, not was Greg having an affair in the past tense? Like it's over between us. So was he or what or not? It's is he like <laughs> as though there's still a couple? Well, it's, yeah, it, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, it, 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 do you think? Um, did you what did you think about uh when she kind of took off with the bag i thought it was hysterical oh and she, she was going to the powder room yeah 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 oh yeah that's so i mean when she it it, it got darker and darker as the scene went on because you know it's yeah. funny like she's going to here she's freaking out you know they're kind of knocking on the door and you see what's in the bag it's like oh my goodness <laughs> she's right was the yeah it's like oh whoa this is this is rough. And then there's a gun and she's freaking out. And then, yeah, then shots happen. And mm-hmm. that's about it. I mean, <laughs> rest, rest goes on from there. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Good stuff. No, I did not see this coming from White Lows. I did. Did either of us ever? I mean, I guess Tanya a couple of times. No, I don't think either of us ever guessed Quentin. No. But Tanya, I don't know if you ever had ever guessed Tanya. I know I did after Italian Dream, and I think the subsequent episode, I think I had Tanya on my list. But well, that was a while ago. We don't we don't count. Uh, I know, I know. It definitely wasn't recently. (laughs) Anyway, all right, Kurt, let's enter the recap. Ah, good morning. Ethan imagines Harper with Cameron right next to him. It's like they're doing it right next to him in his imagination. She's actually fast asleep. (laughs) But uh, I love this next scene, too. Daphne is FaceTiming with the kids. Cameron is flossing, and she calls him because her, her son wants to talk to Cameron. And Cameron, like, without blatantly rolling his eyes, he all but rolls his eyes. Right, yeah. So I think that's a, a major hint that this is not his son. He knows it too. And he knows it, yeah. So, oof, that is something. Um, Albie wants to help Lucia. He wants her to come to LA. That's nice. Yeah, and then we see Dominic crying as he's looking at family photos. I gotta say, Dominic has been, he has behaved himself, as far as we know, since that second night. Yeah, since he said, well, a lot of times he said it to himself, but yeah, he's, mm-hmm. you're right. Quentin and the boys are looking uncomfortable as Tanya arrives at breakfast. 
very uncomfortable. It's like they're whispering in Italian and they, they kind of stop talking when she comes in. Uh, one of them, I can't remember his name. I can't pronounce his name, actually. The French one uh, says that it's so it's so wonderful to make such a great friend so late in life. Her <laughs> time's like, wait a minute, late in life? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I like that. Um, speaking of Portia, nobody has seen Portia, but no. ah, she'll, she'll that's be. just that's just what happens to Tanya. She she hires these assistants and they steal her pills and then they leave. They they disappear. and they become her boss. Talking they about come, oh, right. They become her boss and then they disappear. Now, which is interesting, actually, if you think back to when Portia second, took her pills. Well, that that first of all, Portia taking your pills. So maybe she was headed down that exact path. But also, think back to episode two, Italian Dream, when Greg says, "What if you discarded me the same way you discarded? How many assistants have you been through?" But it's not Tanya discarding them; it's them taking advantage of Tanya and then taking off. So that was that, that shines a new light on that scene. I felt. That's true. Yeah. Because like I, I, I was actually feeling some sympathy for Greg when he said that. I was like, oh, I guess I never thought about that. Like, if she, if she just discarded to people, I can understand why you'd be really nervous. But that is not the case. If anything, she gets too attached to people and then they leave her. Hmm. Portia can't find her phone, even though she was trying to find Jack on Instagram last night. Uh, in this scene, I don't know if you noticed this. Like he's like, "Come back to bed," you know, and, and he puts his arm around her, and it just felt like it a feels cage. forceful. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like get back oh. here. Brother. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> that was rough. Okay, uh, Valentina is very late and very weirded out by everything that happened with Mia the night before, but she was also, according to Mia, very good at it. So good for her. Harper calls Cameron an idiot at breakfast. Which apparently is a big tell for Ethan, but we'll get to that in a moment. Albie asks Dominic for his 50,000 euro karmic payment to free Lucia. Hashtag Which, free Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and they have this lengthy conversation. Do- Dominic dismisses it out of hand, calls him a mark. You know, how are you going to get by in life if you're such a mark? I think it's a pretty, pretty <laughs> brutal thing to say to your son, but. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I can kind of understand, you know, as a parent. Congratulations, I, by the thank way. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I can kind of understand being really worried about my son falling for this. Listen, this is a this is a good argument. It's a good White Lotus argument because I think we as care like I don't, I agree with Dom in the situation. However, oh, yeah. however, I can see Elby's point. I can see why I'll be saying what he's saying. Now, do you think, though, this all comes from a purely, like, he just wants to help Lucia, like, angle? Or is it that, you know, he thinks Lucia will stay with, like, he, he basically, just, you know. I, I don't think it's, if Lucia wasn't into LB, LB would not be doing this for Lucia. Oh, I, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, so. then, that, yes, exactly right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do this for Mia. Yeah. Yeah, like he do he's doing it because I you know I I don't want to take all the credit away from him. I think that he does genuinely care about her, and because he cares about he her, he wants to help her to some extent. But he also wants this is, this is a quid pro quo quid pro quo here. Like he wants to also be with her. Like which yeah, I mean if 
he believes that she truly lo- likes him, loves him even, that then, you know, I, I don't think I don't think it's wrong to feel that way. If he doesn't if he doesn't believe that she's into him, then I think there's a problem there. You know, this this money will uh, you 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 owe me. So come back to L.A. with me. You're basically yeah. my concubine now. Right. That, that that's that's different. I don't think he feels that way. I think he feels like she actually them mutual. Does. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's so a I, mark. Because he's a mark. He is a mark. Now, having said that, I think that theory is also kind of backed up a little bit by the fact that he's not all that upset about it later. It's not like he's distraught. It's not that he's, you know, inconsolable. He's exchanging numbers with Portia by the end of the episode. So I I think that that fact kind of tells me that part of him is satisfied and knew that this was always a risk. And when it happened, he was just like, you know, that's all right. I made somebody's life. Yeah, I rolled. I rolled the dice. Mm-hmm. Oh well, lost fifty grand. Sure. Not really. He didn't lose it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was surprised at how, by how long into the episode it took us to get Bert. I actually was a little concerned that maybe he was dead at this point because how would have, how do we not have Bert? But he comes in at this point and interrupts, and they don't tell him what they're talking about. All right. Uh, per Isabella's second request, Rivederci Salvatore. See you later. No, <laughs> I love his like little spiel. Like, one day I'm out on the beach. Next day I'm here. Where am I? <laughs> Just yeah. I love I love Salvatore. <laughs> I hope he comes back. Hope we get him back. <laughs> there you go. All right. Tanya asks Quentin about the Greg photo. She's in his bedroom. She sees it on his desk. She asks him about it. Confronts him face to face. He says, oh, no, that's Steve. Steve, the cowboy. Yeah. We used to drop acid together in Wyoming. Anyway, uh, Mateo gives Tanya an emotional goodbye. So if you if you haven't, you know, caught on to the fact that something is afoot here at this point, this certainly, I think, was a giveaway. Why? What do you mean? Mateo I mean, cry? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's just crying because he wishes her well. Well, all right. So the next scene is probably my second favorite scene. It might be your second favorite scene. It's probably a very good scene. Yeah, yeah, very well could be. Ethan is convinced that Harper and Cameron screwed around. That idiot insult was the tell, apparently. But apparently Harper has more tells also. But finally, because he just keeps pressing her. Nope, you're still lying. Nope, I can tell you're still lying. Uh, And we don't know what that tell is, unless you're very good. Could you pick up on her tell? Her left eye? (laughs) No, I think think it might have had something to do. I think she said what? I think she said what a lot. Like, like what? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I I think that may have been a tell. Um, which I think that's a pretty common tell. I think I yeah. might do that from time to time. <laughs> like if somebody catches me in something, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, might be also the face she gives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably got a lot to do with it as well. But at any rate, he apparently knows her very well because he, he has it right. She finally comes clean about the leg touches, about the fact that he asked her to go upstairs with him, that they kissed, uh, that it was never about the hat. But she does insist that they did not have sex, but he still doesn't believe her, but it doesn't even matter if she's telling the truth or not. At least now he knows that Cameron tried. 
And that's all he needs because now he's off to confront Cameron. So like the mens rea now. <laughs> he's got yeah. enough to go yep. to go get him. <laughs> yep, exactly. I, I got what I needed to incriminate Cameron. You know, I'll worry about you later. <laughs> so <laughs> but this is a really good scene. I, I really enjoyed this scene because it it, it was it, it was very interesting to me watching Ethan's kind of kind of process everything that Harper had to say. And, and you know, there are things that he believed. There are other things that he didn't believe. And, the, and there, he clearly knew when he wasn't getting the whole story, which made, I thought it made Ethan's character a lot more interesting. And I thought it made their relationship a lot more interesting because it tells me that they know each other that well, that they can figure that out. Yeah. Now, that, takes a, that takes a level of intimacy that not a lot of people have. So good, I guess good for them. Applause. So Ethan goes down to the beach and confronts Cameron in the ocean. They take turns trying to drown each other. Did you think that one of them was going to end up? No, it's too early in the episode. I was yeah. like, oh, this is bait. This is bait. Neither of them are dying to this. <laughs> At least not right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, a tourist comes and breaks it up, and Ethan just punches Cameron and, and leaves. Cameron, meanwhile, floats there and chuckles. What a I, every word I can think of is, starts with a D. So, anyway, got him. Yeah, yeah. That you, you mentioned the possibility of Greg saying "hoy hoy 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 hoy" in this episode, but <laughs> Greg wasn't in this episode. I bet somewhere he was saying "hoy hoy 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 hoy," but I, <laughs> but I it really almost sounded like Cameron was saying it here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're picturing greg like sipping a beer watching the the nuggets game going millions my <laughs> yeah maybe maybe billions seems like soon time. soon yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right portia is very nervous and jack tells her that uh tanya's already on the boat uh he's gonna take a dump <laughs> very romantic get her a drink and then drive her back but he leaves his phone on the table when he goes to take said dump and Portia takes advantage of it she calls Tanya and they spill the tea to each other they tell each tells the other what they know and Tanya finally makes the connection that Greg gets everything if she dies <sighs> not if they get divorced but if she dies and he insisted that they come to Sicily and he was very upset that Portia was there with her. Jack, though, interrupts Portia. And he's in no rush to get back. Mm. Mm. I mean, this, this was, oh, was a lot of exposition. This, this, this kind of felt like some hand-holding. Yeah, I guess. But it's... But, I mean... It's so entertainingly done, though, because Tanya is just is. so wonderful. <laughs> like, it's, it's I really wish we saw Greg again. I do too. Just kind of see, but I guess there's no need to. No, but it would have been nice. I would have liked to have seen him like lurking in the shadows of the villa in Palermo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like eyes. He's like peeking through the window. Maybe, maybe every bust that we saw in Palermo had like a camera in the eye. And Greg was like on a on a Ben, um, a Ben's like wall of Room, screens yeah. like in loss <laughs> that would be wonderful oh well that's the way i'd like to picture it that's my headcanon now yeah all right greg's <laughs> greg's he's all and one of those screens is a nuggets game and he's sipping on a beer going hoy, 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 hoy. Hoy, 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 hoy. <laughs> soon tanya soon 
next scene is my favorite scene, and we won't say much more about it. It's Ethan and Daphne. Uh, love it. Uh, finally, the yacht drops anchor very close to the White Lotus, but not exactly there. They're too big to go there, in fact. But Tanya wants to get back right now. Don't worry, Quentin tells her. Niccolo's coming this evening and is going to bring a little dinghy and then just the two of you can go back. Ooh. One, uh, uh, hoy, 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 hoy. Go with yeah. Niccolo. <laughs> go, go, yeah, go with Niccolo. Niccolo, take care of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Disregard the bag. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. It's my favorite thing to, for people to tell me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mia is happy to hang out with Valentina tonight, but really, she really needs a real lesbian lover. Let's 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 be honest here, Valentina. Uh, I can substitute for tonight, but you know, Giuseppe's back. Hello, yay! Buongiorno, Giuseppe. But, but he's only back for a minute because Valentina promptly fires him in order to give Mia the job. So Valentina's probably lost a lot of respect from her staff. Oh yeah, because earlier this episode, they walked in on her in this, you know unoccupied room mm-hmm. here they witness her firing someone who i presumes worked here that's for some time i mean longer than me obviously <laughs> gets sick or something on the job Yep. thing just gets replaced he comes back fired Ugh. over this girl that i mean rumor spreads that she was sleeping with i don't know oh, that's a lot forget. of Salvatore is like, I don't understand you. I'm at the beach. I met them. And, uh, no one likes Salvatore, though, sadly. <laughs> oh, okay. No one, no one, no one, no one. No one. Yeah. yeah. Well, as long as she's got Isabel and Rocco on her side, it seems like she's okay. Yeah. It's like she's it's like the front desk area. No one's yeah. too mad at her. So she'll, she'll, <laughs> she'll be able to survive. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I think she will. Um, I mean, I think once, you know, those spread out among her staff, I think she, they will lose a lot of respect for her. Well, she also yeah. hasn't heard the last of Giuseppe, according to Giuseppe. Oh, you're right. <laughs> it is the last of this episode. But, yeah. Oh, maybe he could be the connective character between season three. He gets a job at another White Lotus because he got fired. That'd be cool, too. That yeah. would be pretty cool. I would, I'd be down for that. Okay. 46 minutes into almost into the episode, there's almost no DeGrasso's. So like, there's the one scene with Albion and Lucia and then the one scene at breakfast. And we're 46 minutes in. And we have almost nothing else. But anyway, uh, so that's what I mean when I say that Degrasso's got sidelined in this episode. There's even less Lucia. That that actually shocked me. 46 in, minutes of the episode, we had like a two-minute scene with Lucia, and that's it. That's true. Uh, and I thought at that point, I was like, is this distraction so that we forget about them? Are they all dead now? Yeah, but no. Bert! <laughs> yes. no. In what might be the dumbest move ever on this show... Portia waits until she's in the car with Jack to confront him. You're right. They were just so what's like, the truth there. So what's the truth there? I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to stop driving the car, Portia. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is this is. They were just in like an outdoors area restaurant, like public place. That's the time to confront him when he can't do anything. In the car, I was like, "What are you doing, Portia?" Portia does not remember like. Kello's rules or stranger danger rules when you're younger and they teach you these things. Like they always right. warn you, never get in the car, right? Right. Exactly. Don't do that. Exactly. Now she's already been in this car, but still, th- that <laughs> was when he the pretenses were up and he was faking it. Now it doesn't seem to be. I like to imagine that she's like, well, maybe I left my phone in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because in there, like, oh darn. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. But you know, she and and in the car, not only does she confront him, she she says, "You yeah, f your uncle," like and, and confronts him in a confrontational way. If that that was seemingly redundant, but I think there is a non-confrontational way to confront somebody. Yeah, well, exactly <laughs> the way she started off. Well, she, she yeah. tried confronting him, yeah, and he just kind of tried playing it off. Like, what do you mean? I'm I'm. <laughs> I've got my uncle over there. I'm Jack. Yes. <laughs> I'm his nephew. Blah, blah, blah. Hoy, hoy, hoy. <laughs> I know Jack doesn't laugh like that. No. No, sorry. He laughed, he's like a hee, hee, hee. He didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really see him truly laugh. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she, she, does, she does go down that road. But then she immediately gets aggressive and, and talks about effing his uncle. And he just turns at that point. And basically says, just let me do my job. Mm-hmm. So apparently she's a job. Uh, and he promised to drive her so he doesn't get in trouble. So that's what he's going to do. Tanya tries. So th- this is, I think, a big tip off here. And then an even bigger one later in the episode that Tanya is not imagining this stuff. This is actually happening. So Tanya tries to make a call, but drops her phone in the water. Oh, pre- yeah, foreshadowing. That's true, actually. Yeah, it is for that she's she's clutched on the sedge here. Yes, yes. Uh, and she tries to tell the captain about the plot against her. This is the funniest scene in the episode, I think. But she's trying. <laughs> she goes up to this captain. She's like, "Do you speak English?" He goes, "No." So she proceeds to have this gigantic monologue in English. It's it's ridiculous. It's so funny. Um, so she's trying to get him filled in so that he can help her but no he all he understands is the word gay that's it and and he himself Which is also gay. yeah so 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 it's all good <laughs> and nicolo arrives dun 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 hey cameron pays lucia lucia everything's coming up lucia in this episode this is unbelievable she gets her 1800 in addition to her 50 grand that's good uh, yeah yeah uh I, was, I know you love this next bit. Harper cries a single tear before Cameron and Daphne show up. Did she te- cry a single tear? Oh, yeah. There was a single tear. Oh, oh single tear. Oh, that's so ridiculous. Your favorite thing. That is ridiculous. But inexplicably, Cameron and Daphne joined them. Really? Like, but, seriously, I mean, though? The, sto- like... the stones on these guys. Come on, now. Especially Cameron with, like, Ethan. Yeah. Like, punching him like why they just tried to drown each other and now he's gonna go join them for dinner it's unbelievable but anyway mia thanks bert profusely after telling him that she got the job thanks him for what being a fan i guess i don't know we still don't know what happened with bert's head but he's still got that bandage yeah that that might be what annoys me most actually about the season (laughs) just like he just got a bandage he's like i fell and that was just there yeah. Whatever, I guess. I yeah. I, this scene is still interesting though between the DeGrassos. Okay, I, I know what they said for it here. Their yes. their connective tissue between all the generations here. Mm-hmm. As Dominic has made his karmic payment in advance before getting Abby to uh, talk to Abby, Abby being Dominic's I don't know wife, ex-wife, but Abby's mother. Um, but you know what? Abby also put forth his karmic payment, talked to his mother about Dominic. Before receiving the payment. So they, they both did it in good faith and, and good for them. 
Now, was there more that you wanted to say about this scene with them? Uh, it, it it's Bert. Has Bert arrived yet? I think so. In, in no. that case, it, it it's what Bert kind of connects all three with them. They all have the same Achilles curse. Oh right? yeah, basically their lust. Yeah, I was like, I like that. I like that. This is like the summation of this. That's know, right. Yeah, but, of this generation. Bert, Bert got aroused by Mia's hug. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. It's very natural. It's our Achilles. <laughs> Achilles not not uh, not 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 healed, but rather different body part. <laughs> yeah, and I I was like, you know, I guess they all do to some varying degrees. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, that th- that is. And that is going to come. That's going to play out later on in the in the airport, right? Yeah, they both all have like a look. Yeah, yeah, that gawking at the at the girl. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Meanwhile, Cameron toasts to friendship, travel, and the good life. <laughs> it's a good toast. <laughs> Albie breaks the good news to Lucia, who is just beside herself with, with joy. Tanya is super spooked at dinner, not really eating anything, and postponing leaving with Nicolo. No, I want to stay. Uh, she's postponing as long as she can, but Harper asks Ethan what's going to happen to them. The answer? They're going to bust the bust and make some love. <laughs> Screw the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that thing's going down. Been haunting me. All vacations. Finally on the last night, these two finally get busy. Albie and Lucia go to bed together, and Dominic calls Abby, and she answers. She can't talk right now, but why don't you give me a call when you get back into town? That can't be a bad thing. Uh, it, right. it can't be. I mean, that's definitely an improvement over what it was last time. They yeah, ignoring it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jack drops Portia off in the seemingly in the middle of the nowhere, but apparently it's like about a mile. I think he said from the airport. You can hear, yeah, you could hear the airplanes. You can hear the airplanes. Yeah, she um, probably hits a ride or something. Or you can I mean, hear yeah, yeah. Um, but he tells her not to be stupid and mess with these powerful people. Just get on a plane and get out. And he tosses her phone out the window for her. So this is this is uh, the the bigger reason why I think Tanya did not have it wrong oh yeah no certainly jack yeah he's very overt about it yeah. yeah now speaking of tanya uh the next scene is her her big shootout and big death so we've already talked about this quite a bit so we'll move on from there uh arrivederci tanya lucia right. sneaks out leaving alby feeling like the mark that he is and uh daphne gets her opening scene where she goes and finds the body floating on the beach it's Tanya, as it turned out, which I, you know, looking at it floating here and seeing the, the leg and the bright, colorful dress probably should have been a giveaway <laughs> in retrospect. Could we see that from before? I think so. I'm pretty no. sure. I know, we we? The, I know we saw the leg. I don't know if we saw the bright, colorful dress, though. All right. So, Except anyway. if we saw a leg, but if yeah. we saw the dress. I... Yeah. And then the airport scene, which I love this airport scene. I think it's great. Very good. All, Very yeah, good wrap-up. All, all three DeGrasso's heads turn to watch a woman walk away. And so the, this generational, you know, angst, this idea of I don't, I'm not going to be like my predecessor seems, at least in this respect, not to have really I worked. look at the all look in different ways, though. Like, Bird just stares the whole time, kind yeah, of creepily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're... They're all different in the way that they look. 
we didn't tell us the, their differences, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'll still have the same Achilles by the end of it. So, yeah. Portia very rightfully tries to dress <laughs> as incognito as possible. She's got this like really long hat that cover, goes down past her shoulders. She's got this, these giant sunglasses, but uh, she, she's doing her best. Cameron and Daphne kiss in the airport, and Ethan and Harper cuddle contentedly. Similar, yeah, like a Mark and Nicole situation here for Ethan and Harper might look like. Ah, maybe, maybe. Uh, what well, is interesting? Mike White said in the, in the interview after is that you know we don't know what happened with Daphne and Ethan, but maybe there was something, and it, maybe this couple needed a little bit of what Cameron and Daphne had. Yeah. So, although maybe that's maybe that's toxic, maybe that's poison. Who knows? You know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, we won't see actually <laughs> because we're probably not going to see these. Probably not going to be seeing again. Yep. Similar, similar to how um, Quinn in last season. Oh, what are we yeah. doing? Still That's right. That Lotus. That's right. Portia approaches Albie. They catch each other up and exchange numbers. Now she seems to appreciate him. Yeah. So, see, actually, I thought I agree that the captain is funny. I thought this was really funny though. The Portia Albie senior just because of. How scarred Portia is for this. Oh, I know. Like it's, it's like, like Albie seems like a desert oasis. Like, <laughs> like I mean, just how scarred she is with the whole ordeal that's mm-hmm. happened to her. But like, yeah, my boss, she's not answering. Um, yeah, it's worrying. And then like, here's about all this information, mm-hmm. and just it's all her answers. Like, yeah, how's Palermo? Palermo was not great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy, uh, the guy was crazy. He's deranged. <laughs> yep. Yeah, deranged. Yep. Like, oh, so good. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's it's you know, she's had that experience and now she seems to look at Albie in a whole new light where he was kind of boring and dull before. Now he is like exactly the antidote that she's looking for yeah. to that monstrosity that just happened. Anyway. And finally, the Chi and Mia have fun around town and say hello to Alessio, who is an employee <laughs> of the White Lotus. <laughs> as it turns out but it's, and that's a great a great i think and i think I, i'm assuming that i'm still going and assuming that they're a couple i don't know if they really are but who lucia and mia no lucia and uh, alicia Alessio, I, I don't know and she never really mentioned that no she didn't she I, 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 I like to think that what's okay. my head cannon uh not mine all right not mine i, th- I think uh I'm not sure Lucia needs another half. Well, I mean, she, maybe she doesn't need them, but that's the that, scam they pulled together. That is the scam they pulled together. But I don't know. Seems like she's she's very happy just being single and having lots of money. And but anyway, I, I do love this shot that they end on yeah. the two of them happily. Such a happy song, yeah. Into this, into the crowd here. It's pretty great. I mean, they won this season, certainly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's not close. They are definitely the big winners. They got the happiest ending, the two of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing bad. Nothing, nothing, nothing. like, here, you, you want to go through every character? Like, the character in your scene? Like, just to sure. see what yeah. happened to them? Yeah, so, Mia, I mean, Lucia and Mia clearly got the happiest winners. Yep. Winners, for sure. Uh, Valentina, I think it's a pretty happy ending, although she may have lost her. Middling, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I think there's there's a lot something to be said for it there that she at least has come to uh, an understand, uh, understanding of who she is than what she desires, and I think yeah. that's always a good thing. So, so I think she she wins as well, but not as much as Lucia and me. 
Um, okay, uh, Bert, I think very neutral. <laughs> In his eyes, he won. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Uh, I think Dominic feels like a big winner. Yeah. You know, he's a little poorer, but that he won't even feel that. Yeah. He's he's got a, a an appointment to talk to Abby, and that's that's all he needs. I think Albie probably. probably feels like I think I he feel was, over. He, I think he was feeling like a big loser, and the fact that Porsche asked for his number afterwards, I think he is flying high again. I think he feels like a winner. He had he had a, he had fun with Lucia. Didn't cost him anything. <laughs> So <laughs> like a real parrot, <laughs> and it seems like Porsche is now finally into him. So I All think right. he, I think he feels like a winner. I could see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethan and Harper, I don't know that. That's I think they, they seem they, like the, I think they think they're winners. They, they right as now. a as a couple, they are probably better off. And as long as they, I guess, as long as they keep following Daphne's advice of don't feel like the victim and. You know, do what you need to do to make yourself not feel like the victim. Uh, I guess they they probably are going to be okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how strong that relationship was to begin with. I feel like it's kind of built on pillars of salt to begin with. And who knows? I don't know. I I think that's a, a much more tenuous situation. No, I, yeah, I, I see what you mean by that. I I I think that they're winners. Okay. But he, this is this is the style of winners here. They're winners. They got the trophy, but little do they know that the trophy is actually like off gassing. I don't know what that means. It's like it's. I don't know what that means. Releasing a toxic gas. No, the, the trophy's like aluminum foil with little like gold go. like sheen on it or something. There it's not go. a. It's the, 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 they might see it. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what will happen Here, to them. Here's the thing. I Ethan just seems like too jealous a person to be completely over this. Uh, like I said, though, but he was right. I know. But do you think that he finds enough solace in being right to be able to to not visualize Cameron and Harper doing it in front of him? No, because he also cheated. Now, now he's fine. Do you think that's enough? I see. I think there's, there's some. <laughs> there's some undeniable scarring here that's going to someday rear its head again you know that for example harper has has said out loud are we going to talk about the fact that we're not attracted to each other anymore (laughs) i mean that's scarring yeah well they seem attracted now i guess they definitely acted that way so anyway anyway, i i think there's i think it's a very tenuous situation it's it's very fragile that's a very true. fragile equilibrium right now. That's Cameron true. and Daphne, uh, I don't feel like there's much different about them now compared to where they were before. So no, I don't, this vacation has not changed them. Yeah, it's, it's, they seem a lot more in line with Bert. Uh, they probably lost a set of friends, but I don't think they really care about that either. All right, so which leaves us with Portia, and I think she's the biggest loser of this whole thing i think she not tanya well okay tanya's dead though like you know i was just saying if there's a biggest loser i think it's tanya well hold on and remember mike you heard the interview with mike white he said that this is the way he started the interview in season one she said to greg i've had every treatment available 
the only immersive experience that I haven't had yet is death. So I think she got her last hurrah, although she does feel betrayed by Greg. Yeah, I guess she's the biggest loser, but she's dead. You know, like it's hard to call her the best. Just like I didn't call uh, Armand the biggest loser in season one. I I don't think I can call Tyna the biggest loser. I really think it's Portia. She's got a lot of trauma to live with. She does. She got she got kidnapped. Like she got kidnapped. She didn't quite know what happened to her boss. I mean, she'll probably yeah. find out in the news and stuff. I mean, she just learned. It appears that she did confirm die. She'll probably see in the news that she died, and she probably. I'm gonna go with Mike. I I don't think she'll talk. Yeah, yeah, because she out of fear, right? She's gonna live in fear. What if she if she talks? These people are going to come after her, right? And this, like, I, I don't know. I think Portia is by far the biggest loser in this season. I would still say Tanya. But nah, I, I get why you don't want to say Tanya. But yeah. I'd say Tanya. Okay. All right. Well, all right. That, and then, you know, that's everyone. I think. Gr- Greg's probably feeling like a big winner as well. <laughs> yeah. Un- unless he had an emotional attachment to Quentin, which he may have. I don't know. He does say, I love you, and I'll be home soon to somebody. That's what I was thinking on the phone, yeah. You know, was it and, he thought, and he thought he was talking privately, so thought like yeah. he was doing it for show. Right. I mean, At least not what, to us, unless he was trying to fool the person on the phone. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Now, does he have a family back in Colorado? Does he, <laughs> is he in love with Quentin? Is that home for him? Uh, who knows? I would be really interested to know how far back this went, though. Does this go back to season one? Was he playing her from the beginning? I like to think so. Because they just often have rooms right by each other. Right. Right. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Kurt, what time is it? Why, Mr. Sal, I think it's time to check the time. Oh, whoa. Hmm? Hmm? Sal, it's TV time. Whoa. Ain't no time like a TV time. All right, Kurt. Yes. What do you think? On a scale from one to five, what did the audience rate this episode? Five. You sure? I'll give you a chance to change it. No, I think they loved it. <laughs> yeah, 85% said five. Yeah, it's very good finale. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So, all right. So, there you have that. So, the characters now. Oh. So, Look, Kurt, you're a man of honor. You honor the in memoriam vote, which would be for Tanya. You also told me your favorite scene was Tanya's shootout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be shocked if your favorite character is not Tanya. So I'm saying so you said Tanya. Tanya. Okay. No, I'm saying you said Tanya. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're going with Tanya for me. I am saying that you selected Tanya. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's a good guess. Um, Jeez, who could you have possibly? There's so many. Well, how about the people? If you're if you're having trouble uh, with me, they, I don't know what the people are like. They've always said Harper. Yeah, Harper bah. six for six coming into this episode. Bah, Tanya did die. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? Like I don't know what you said either. Like, did you just say? Well, I don't think you would have said Harper. You said Ethan. Would you have said Daphne? We're talking up Daphne a lot. Um, screw it. People said Harper. You said, oh, did you say Portia? Jeez, man, I don't know which way you went on it. Hey, people said Harper, and you said Tanya. Final answer. Well, the people 
said Tanya. Ah! 75% said Tanya. Now, Harper was second place, 8%. But okay. they were all about Tanya. They what were, did you say? Well, well, was I correct? Did you say Tanya? I did say Tanya. Yeah, of course you did. Your favorite scene, Man of Honor and Memorial Vote. Yeah, of course you said Tanya. I, for the, I think the first time this season, said Ethan. <laughs> I <should have> figured. <laughs> yeah, Ethan. I didn't it, say I thought Ethan. I thought about Ethan. Yeah. My favorite scene was between Daphne and Ethan. My second yeah. favorite scene was between Harper and Ethan. <laughs> Ethan's very good in this because he's, if you, if you fail to recognize that he was right, he seems like a real jerk. And I mean, yeah. he also still seems like a jerk, even if you know he's right in the way right. he acts. But it does make it a whole lot better that he was right. Like, it's like, oh, well, I mean, geez, <laughs> this yeah. complicates things a lot. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. And and just not knowing. I mean, I wanted, I really wanted it, to say Daphne. Look, it, <laughs> but... it, it truly did become how Harper felt about. So, okay. So early on, right. Yeah. Harper feels that Ethan has cheated on her, but we obviously know that's not the case. Harper. We know Ethan didn't cheat on you. Right. Right, he's not explaining it very well, but we know the truth. Yes, the shoe and goes on the other foot, and we are like, "Come on, Ethan, you're overreacting. Come on, jeez." Yeah, but then it's like, "Oh, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, you might not be." Oh, jeez, right. I don't well, know, now, Ethan. Now, if she's, I like. if, if she's telling the truth now, then she didn't really do anything more than Ethan did, right? But well, the question is, is she though? Is she telling the truth? And she did lie about it uh, he did too though they both lied about it at first they both did yeah i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying ethan's any better yeah. than um than harper but yeah. she did already lie about it mm-hmm. a bit and i'm kind of with ethan on there is a time gap why is there such a time gap because <laughs> because harper's reasoning is they were kissing but then he knocked and they stopped right but I don't know. That's that's a bit long. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, anyway, I go. I go with Ethan. Eh, Ethan's yeah. my guy. Yeah. No. That's a that's a very good choice, I'd say. So. And I've been trying. I've been just just hoping for an episode where I could throw a vote at Will Sharp because he's amazing. yeah. You do like him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, I, I think that that's it. That's all we got, right? Yeah, I mean, unless, unless there's anything you really want to say for season three, but we still got the recap. But. Yeah, we've well, yeah. The speaking of which, next week, folks, we are going to have a season two recap. So we're going to run through uh, our favorite, our least favorite, to our favorite episodes. Uh, we are going to, uh, you know, in in order from the bottom to the top. We're going to talk about every episode just for a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite titles, our least favorite titles. We're going to talk about who we think. The the goodest character was I saved I I didn't talk about that this week because I want to save that for the recap. Does that sound okay with you? Yeah, makes sense. Who was the good goodest character? Who was the baddest character? Uh, who we think had the most character growth? Who we had the biggest turn on as a character? Who was the most interesting character? Who was the most entertaining character? So we got a lot of good stuff planned for this recap episode next week, and we're very excited about that. We hope you join us for one more dalliance into the white lotus but then after that we are going to be beginning our coverage of watchmen 
starting with a preview of the series, which is a recap of the graphic novel. So strongly recommended that you read the graphic novel before watching the series. Um, but they say that they, meaning Damon Lindelof and the other creators of the show, say that you could you should be able to enjoy the series even without reading the graphic novel. Now, Kurt and I think that you enjoy it a lot more if you read the graphic novel. Do you agree with that, Kurt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But we're going to have Watchmen, that preview on Thursday, and then it'll stay on Thursday for episode one and episode two. But then it's going to move over to Mondays to make way for our coverage of the first ever season of The Last of Us. A new HBO original series based on a video game, which Kurt has played and I have not. It's a good one. It's a good game. It's definitely a good game. It's got a good story to it. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I'm, I'm curious as to the adaptation, um, video game, video game IPs that go on to movies or TV shows. Don't always. I think that uh, usually I think they've been known to be cursed. I know The Witcher was successful, but The Witcher <laughs> was even a book before it was a game. So yes, I don't like count that as well. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's a game that people like the story about it for. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, HBO is pretty good at this stuff too, you know. It, HBO rarely misses, rarely misses. Well, they could miss. They could. <laughs> Who knows? But we'll be there to cover it, regardless of whether or not they miss. All right, folks, you can reach us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to receive five star ratings and reviews from you. And we'd love for you to share the podcast around. We very much appreciate all of that. Check out our back catalog. We've got a ton of stuff there. We've got Better Call Saul, Black Mirror, Centaur World, Dexter New Blood, The Leftovers Lost, Only Murders in the Building, Ozark, Russian Doll. We're about to start Watchmen and The Last of Us. And of course, the, all of the White Lotus from season one, episode one, right up to now. And we will be back next week for with, a, with that season one recap because, hey, you know, one last rendezvous. What's not fun about that? Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.